The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We've been off here, here on The Last Word for the live programming since the 22nd of December. And since that time, possibly the most dramatic story which took place was the extraordinary Christmas Eve shooting at a restaurant in Blanchardstown. A shooting of a man and then the killing of the man who was responsible for the shooting. Uh, we're joined by Conor Lally, Crime and Security Correspondent of the Irish Times. Conor, I know we're somewhat restricted in what we can say because there have been charges brought in relation to the death of the man who is believed to have carried out the shooting. Uh, but what else can be said at this stage about how the investigation is progressing and also as to how the Gardaí are trying to keep a lid on possible repercussions? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you say, Matt, um, the man that the guard, I believe, was, you know, called uh, to the restaurant to Brown's uh, Steakhouse on Main Street in Blanchestown on the evening of Christmas Eve. Um, one of the attackers was a man named uh, Tristan Sherry, and he is now unfortunately dead, and obviously a man has been charged in relation to his death. Um, so really, this was a very dramatic incident. I mean, the place was absolutely full of, you know, families, couples, kids, you name it, um, enjoying a meal. Just at around 8pm, um, gunmen came into the premises and opened fire and they wounded a man who is uh, a 47-year-old man from Blanchestown. Now, he is in hospital um, still uh, just over a week on. We understand that he was wounded in the neck. Um, he is very gravely ill in James Connolly Hospital at the moment and there are concerns for his survival prospects. Um, so as you say, we have one man dead and possibly, um, you know, a second man is obviously uh, gravely ill. This shooting, Matt, really follows on from a period of about five or six years of tit-for-tat violence between various factions in uh, Blanchestown and Corduff. And this dead man, Kristen Sherry, he obviously got involved in, in that as well in, in recent years. So Gardy are concerned now um, that because he is dead um, and obviously there's a second man very seriously wounded, that this may increase the chance of this gang feud really escalating and they've increased armed patrols in those areas really over the last week or 10 days in the hopes that they can, you know, keep everything cool. Um, but it's certainly a very volatile situation and in recent years we've seen things like, you know, petrol bombings, uh, drive-by shootings at cars and houses people being stabbed and so on um, but certainly Kristen Sherry is the first person to die as part of that picture. So this has nothing to do with the so-called Hutch Kinnahan feud which has dominated a lot of coverage in recent years has it? <laughs> Totally different uh, scenario, really. Um, you know, what's quite interesting, Matt, is um, if you look at the Kinnan and Hutch feud, it really raged in Ireland from about 2016 until, you know, the end of 2018. Then we had a quieter period. Um, and what really happened during that quieter period was the Gardaí caught an awful lot of the people that were involved in the feud. They put them behind bars. Um, and then really gun crime across the underworld very much calmed down. Now, the Gardaí will tell you um, that they believe other crime gangs that, you know, particularly gangs that are involved in the drug trade and in armed uh, robberies, that essentially they saw 
how many people involved in the in the Kenan Hutch feud had been caught and jailed, and because of that, um, these gangs have been more inclined to keep their heads down. So, really, they've set about over the last three or four years is continuing to import and deal drugs, but they haven't really involved themselves in gang feuding. And if you look at the you know the number of gangland shootings and even people being caught with guns, um, those figures have gone way down. We had one person shot dead in 2022 and we had one uh, last year as well. Now that would compare, say, if we go back to the Celtic Tiger era, I mean, we would have had more than 20 people shot dead in uh, gangland feuds in, in a year. So obviously um, gang shootings have been, you know, have really quieted down in recent years. And as I say, that follows the aftermath of that Kinnan Hutch feud. But there certainly are concerns now with a you know, fairly lively um, last four or five weeks of 2023. And that will raise concerns within uh, the Garda that things are starting to uh, heat up again in in Irish gangland. Yeah, but how many gangs do we have? Because I saw an interview with the head of the Irish Prison Service in the Sunday Independent at the weekend in which he suggested that Irish prisons are hosting 180 criminals who have been identified as members of 17 different organised crime gangs. Yes, and that's just seven in different organised crime gangs who are actually in jail. Um, I mean, the number of gangs really in wider society would be far, you know, far larger. Um, you know, because the drugs trade here has really grown so significantly over the last 20 years or so, I mean, you would have drug gangs. And look, a gang is any, you know, is really two or more people working with each other in an organised way. I mean, they're not all engaged in, you know, kind of feuding and so on. But you would have fairly significant gangs, even in towns like, you know, Turles, uh, Killarney, um, Cremor, even in these fairly small towns, you would have people who would have control of the drugs trade there, because even in these small places, the profits to be earned from drugs, particularly cocaine, is really, really high. Um, so we really have a situation now where we have gangs really all over the country. In every county in, in Ireland, we would have crime gangs, particularly those involved in the drugs trade. And where are they um, getting their drugs from? Are there sort of super wholesalers who effectively are supplying all the individual autonomous units throughout the country? Well, people are getting their drugs really from all over the place. I mean, some of them, you know, some of them certainly would be of the impression that they're, you know, that they're operating under the uh, radar. They would go abroad themselves and they bring uh, drugs back from, you know, particularly from uh, continental Europe. In other cases, then, we've had, you know, obviously the Kenan cartel has been the big wholesaler for really the last uh, 20 years or so. And while they have been under pressure over the last few years and the burn organised crime group, which is, you know, uh, which effectively ran the Kinnan's uh, drugs operation in Ireland. That's been pretty much uh, wiped out in the last three or four years. So even though the Burn Organised Crime Group is gone, the Kinnan's are still very heavily involved in bringing in very large quantities of drugs into Ireland. Um, But as they have been under pressure really since 2018, other groups have emerged. And if we look back at some of the very large seizures of drugs and cash over the last three or four years, I mean, 
Um, you know, there were seizures of drugs of well over 3 million, 4 million um, that were found, and they were linked to gangs other than the Kinahan cartel. Now, that would have been unthinkable really a few uh, years ago because the Kinahan cartel had the Irish wholesale uh, drug scene sewn up to an extent that no other crime gang in Ireland would really handle that much drugs or cash at any one time. But now we see several gangs who have grown stronger during that period since uh, 2018 and the reason why they have grown stronger is because the pressure on the Kinahan cartel has really allowed room for other large outfits to uh, grow even more. So it's always the case in organised crime. You know, crimes are, you know, gangs are always rising and falling. And as one group is uh, put under pressure, others will actually profit from that. I mean, one thing is sure, is sure Matt, even though the guards have seized an awful lot of drugs over the last 12 months and really over the last three or four years, the price of drugs is constant on the streets and you can get heroin, cocaine, cannabis everywhere all over Ireland. Even when there's a very big seizure of the drug, it never happens has an impact on availability or, or price and that just really shows you the country is saturated in illegal drugs. Conor Lally Crime and Security Editor of the Irish Times thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 Today and-